0: Microphone check. One, two. What is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business? I am your host, Rohan Patra. The rap music plug at your service.
1: Here we are again at
0: the end of Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. The rap music plug podcast, presented by QLC TV, is the remedy to the "I don't have anything good to listen to" problem. Through in depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? In episode 105, I am joined by multi talented rapper, producer, podcaster videographer from new york who is known for his idiosyncratic as one of his songs on his latest album column um left field take on on hip-hop that has impressed me for years with no better addition to his catalog than his supremely dope go climb a tree which released on backwood studios earlier this year and so without further ado i'm pleased to welcome Dunscap. how you doing man
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Got me smiling. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, excited to talk. My skin felt refreshed. I felt thirst through the touch. It was practically seductive when I was a young pup romance through shows slow down if she panics only held hands when we meant it analyzed water damage i get less naive every year she says that she's soaking always rain jackets walk around naked well let's start
0: right with that name because it's funny it's a funny funny rap yeah. name dunce cap uh i actually like I'm not really up to speed with things that I feel like most of society is. So when I actually saw your name, I honestly don't know if I've even encountered, encountered the term dunce cap before. So I didn't even know it was a thing until I heard songs like as recently as like fly Anakin's latest album, he mentions like dunce cap. And I'm like, Oh, this is like definitely like a thing. So it's it's like like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like an insult for people who are kind of like deemed slow or stupid. That's what I've, what's what I've gathered. So well, it's like, do you know, like the hat?
1: Yeah, yeah. I know it was a thing that would put on like the dumb guy, right? Yeah, yeah. They'd like kind of be like, it's like time out, put the dunce cap on for like something you've done or like, uh, you know, being a like a bad kid in class or whatever. Yeah.
0: And so like, why would you make your rap name something like so self-deprecating or was it something where you actually received this a lot when you were growing up?
1: I did not receive this a lot growing up. I never seen it in real life either. I think it's like an older thing mm-hmm. um to publicly humiliate a child in front of his peers. Yeah, it's more of that old school vibe. Yeah, but um I guess I've just been kind of a self-deprecating goofball my whole life, as you know, probably just like a self-defense mechanism in all reality. But I think that aspect of the dunce cap is just kind of felt appropriate for me and my like um vibe i guess just as like how i talk to people and um i guess the other half of the dunce cap name is just like being in solitude and thinking about what you've done and stuff and it's like that's my other mo. it's like i make sometimes goofy music or sometimes just like introspective music Mm. and it's it's pretty between the one or the other For the most part
0: that's actually pretty interesting yeah because it definitely is like the two sides to the the vast majority of your music that that's yeah i didn't expect that other part of it that's interesting the whole
1: contemplative side of things and it just kind of happened i guess like i remember just being like because i my name is mike like in real life and i was like for a while i've been rapping like way more than i have as dunce cap and like basically, when I started working more like corporate jobs, I, I wanted my name, I wanted a stage name so that like, when people would Google me for jobs and stuff, I, like it would come up as like videographer instead of dunce, or, you know, mm-hmm. my name, Mike. So um, I guess there was just a period in like, 2012 ish. Around that time, I started thinking of the names, and I guess it just came up somehow. And, and growing up, like, what was
0: the what was the aspect of hip-hop or like as a style of music or a general culture that you initially got attracted to that got you really into it
1: you know i don't have like a like an aha moment in mind where it's just like oh hip-hop this is gonna be my thing forever um you know i i was raised i was 10 years old in 2000 so like you know hip hop has already been a thing uh like in the mainstream culture for a while and like i guess it just got to me like it got to everyone else uh you know just a kid in the suburbs didn't grow up in like the city or anything so it was mainly like MTV and you know music videos and stuff like that and um i think pretty much just like you know it caught my ear and i enjoyed it and it felt right and talking to people about it and you know it's like I guess that, you know, uh, I don't know how specific that is to like hip hop culture itself, you know, but I guess I just got more into it and more obscure music and, uh, would go online and do like forums and talk to Mm. other people who liked hip hop or like, you know, did online, I guess that I started making music and then it just kind of like evolved. When did you start actually making music? As like a, well, as a rapper, probably realistically when I was in like eighth grade, but you know, like quote unquote, when did I start making music? You know, like, it's not like when I started like releasing songs to the public was like, I was like 15 and by public, I mean like kids in my high school, you know? Yeah. But I would like make CDs and I still have at least one copy of everything I've put out So I'd like, I'd like print out I'd print out i wish i had them right here it's in the other room but i, I would print out like cover art back art cdr art, you know do the whole liner notes i was like sample snitching myself because like i would <laughs> see in like real books like liner notes and cds they would be like oh you know courtesy of whatever this was mm. sampled and I, I didn't really grasp that that was like a legal thing and like they only had to do that anyway um yeah i guess that's just how I got into it, you know, just hearing it and liking it. Yeah, you're like five, because I know you're you're about roughly like
0: five years older than me. And that's kind of exactly makes sense when you said 2000. It was 2005 for me when I think I initially, when I was 10, started to really realize that I loved hip hop. Yeah. And I feel like 10 is the kind of time when you're like a little older, where you can start to understand culture in a little bit of a way. And you can start sure. in conversations with like your friends. It's recess and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just like um, you're a young—I was gonna say young adult, but I mean, you always are, I guess. You know, you're, it's like a preteen. You know, mm-hmm. you're like you're actually you're right. You know, you're coming into this world as like a thinking person and socially evolving and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and and you say on um, the on the track on the new album
0: on broccoli. Cheddar bread bowl. You say that you love hip hop with freaky beats. So, yeah it's like. What were some of your influences in this like freaky beat left field vein that inspired you to really start to like that kind of sound?
1: Nice. Um, I just like the quote. You know, <laughs> um, freaky beats. Yeah, some of the freaky beats I've listened to. Um, I guess I owe a lot of the music, like the music I like, and how I've evolved sonically and stuff from this one cd store in uh, new jersey where i grew up called um sound station but they it burned down unfortunately several uh, years ago um but yeah the guy bob who worked there and owned it i believe he just like would feed me a lot of the like alternative hip hop stuff like uh, like def Jux or like anaconda or just like anything i guess he liked but i was always just interested in hearing new things and i still am now or like trying to update myself on like things i missed over the years. Like I had like a real old school hip hop phase cause I felt like I had to like know the history of hip hop before I was like allowed to listen to hip hop. Right. I listened to a lot of like, um, I guess like, like most deaf or, you know, Yasin Bey and like The Roots. And so I guess that was some uh, high school stuff or, you know, like on the deaf Jux side of things, You know those that's a crazy set of um just diverse artists i guess like sonically and um Mm -hmm. i don't know just um i really liked dilla like mad lib um dj shadow like you know instrumental kind of down tempo beats are really interesting i listen to a lot of ambient music yeah i was gonna say because i would have to
0: assume that you didn't just listen to hip hop based on the kind of music you actually create. There's a lot of like electronic influence, a lot of glitchy, mm. maybe even like, do you like listen to, like apex
1: twin? Something like that. Yeah. Aphex twins, yeah. cool. I don't like listen to a ton of apex twin, but yeah, like a- a- F- oh, Jesus, apex twins, good. And, um, I don't know, like, uh, there's this one jazz, like, um, I think I'm going to ruin his name. Uh, Joseph, like Shabason or something like that. Mm. Um, he's like, just experimental kind of instrumentalist and yeah I I have a bad time remembering because like I do try to just digest a lot of music and like on Spotify I have all these playlists where uh I just kind of like dump music that's been like talked about and then like I listen to it so it's like unless something like really sticks with me and sometimes there's more I guess it's hard for me to remember is what I'm saying but yeah I listen to a lot of ambient stuff or jazzy stuff right now uh, this band big thief they're like a yeah. pretty pretty big folk like rock band and they're fucking sick it's like my favorite band right now um, i think it's important to listen to different genres of music um just because like it's educational and it connects you with different people and and informs you know your own music and stuff yeah, and I think hip hop more than
0: almost any genre probably ever is that it can really incorporate all those like other non hip hop sounds in a really cool way. Like if you're listening to other kind of styles of music, yeah. you can still be inspired and you can incorporate it, but you can't do it as literally as you can in hip hop due to like sampling and just that whole structure.
1: Yeah, like, oh, like you could flip any country likes traditional music and it's still like a hip hop song but like in that style where yeah it's super cool to just be able to grab these sounds and manipulate them in that that literal way of just like incorporating them and i think that's really powerful and something like that makes really the sampling and hip hop really special and were you from the
0: get-go making music in this kind of like left field vein or was it were you like beginning were you making completely different stuff like? old-school type beats or think, generic uh, boom bap back in the day
1: uh i mean i would say like i was gonna say bad music just making bad <laughs> music um i think it was always kind of inspired by having this like kind of interest it was always introspective absolutely i think maybe when i was in high school and like college i took myself more seriously little bit with my emotions so like uh maybe it was a little more melodramatic if anything Mm. and like i I cringe more at that that stuff doesn't exist like on the internet you know um but you know sonically uh, like if you've heard the album like resting dunce face uh like i produced that one and it's and rapping is for idiots i produced so like um I guess my sound just has always been a derivative of that. I feel like just like worse over or gotten better over time, you know? So it's like experimental, but like there's influences from different genres and I don't know, a little boom bappy. Yeah, especially on the
0: resting dunce phase. I think there's definitely some moments that are quite if people just listen to a Tree" and didn't listen to anything else, they may be surprised by some of those songs. Cause there's some that go like, yeah, boom bappy. I mean, they're not, it's not like straight dusty drums type thing, but it definitely yeah. has that
1: vibe and it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I don't even know. I have a trouble, I have trouble describing, I guess what my own sound is to people when they ask. Cause it's not
0: one, I feel like it's not one thing fully it's not like fully in any direction, it's just kind of it has a lot of pieces of a lot of stuff which makes it interesting but it makes it yeah, hard to
1: describe, I find. Oh, that's cool. Well, thank you.
0: Throughout your catalog, it's it's clear to me like as we're talking about like in this more left-field approach to hip hop, like you're you embrace being eccentric, being like an oddball quote unquote, like mm-hmm. how but I find that actually takes a lot of courage because like it's not the traditionally um accepted portrait of a rapper these days uh i think these days is getting a little more accepted for sure but Mm -hmm. like how have you how did you like develop the confidence to present yourself in such a different way than most other rappers growing up
1: um i don't know i think it has been done you know but i think some Mm -hmm. of my um people have laid laid it before me like i guess I've always listened to like when the first music I listened to was like Simon and Garfunkel. Like that was like I had a huge Simon and Garfunkel phase growing up, and I still love. I know pretty much like you know any song by them. Um, and they're those are sensitive folk fellas, you know. And like mm-hmm. you know, I was I grew up in a an emotionally like intelligent house where we were like okay, like speaking about our emotions and stuff. So I guess I've always just kind of been. Uh, like in touch with being myself a little bit yeah um and you know there's like i remember in college like i like like dmx not not dmx in college listening to like dmx in high school it's like well he's like super like emotionally intelligent and like talking about like depression in ways that are honest or uh like from rhyme sayers like slug is a very like emotional guy or whatever and like I remember hearing like the songs on God loves ugly and being like, Oh, like you could do this, like this guy's doing this, you know? So there's not that like, he's the only one, there's plenty of other artists, but I guess over time, just seeing different people who made music and that it was okay. You know, I think it also just felt more naturally natural for me to be myself, if anything. And, you know kind of off topic but being braggadocious was a little difficult and i feel like my the way to wiggle into that was kind of self-deprecation in an odd way because because i got to be funny and punchy but the punches were at myself you know but i also think that's relatable because it's not like people aren't self-deprecating you know and i think just the people who might like my music might also just be a little self-deprecating or you know a little goofy or whatever i think that's really cool the way you put it you're kind of like you're doing a
0: different kind of subversion on braggadocio i never looked at it like that but that makes a lot of sense because it still kind of has the same kind of has a similar effect in the sense that yeah there's like a there's like a punchline that's like biting at someone but it's yourself and then it kind of makes it like less mean or not completely mean at all and just kind of funny hilarious you know
1: yeah and at at worst it's insightful you know um and might help someone else out who i could really say is hugely influential to that idea haha is the rapper idea um who very much influenced Mm -hmm. me in college but the last album that he put out with dj abilities uh by the throat it's like super it's so good, dude. Okay, as long as we're. <laughs> yeah, I see you're looking at something. Yeah, I have all oh, beauty. Vi- like beauty. a final right here. Yeah. But um, this this is like the epitome of that. Like Jesus, I think that like his style, he like you know he did battle raps, but he was also very like philosophical and insightful uh, and introspective, and it's like that was very influential. Just to see like that you could do that kind of thing. You know like it could be i think just talking about your emotions can be a little corny in general but i think that should change that's just like a toxic mindset and i think that's kind of getting great like finally becoming out of style to be like stoic and hold your shit in and yeah be angry and it's not as interesting because like yeah that
0: album um i think i got into it last year uh but that by the throat record Mm -hmm. and I was really taken aback because I had no idea. I know people like rave about him. I liked some of what I heard, but I think it was around mid last year or something where I was really starting to get into him. And I was blown away because that was the first time I heard this
1: specific album. Um, This is my favorite album. Yeah, this is by By him. him, Yeah. Oh, I'd say it's maybe one of my favorite albums, period. Yeah, period. Like it's on the list. I'm not ready to give it like a number or anything but maybe top 10, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's unofficial, but But it's my favorite of his for sure. my favorite. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. My favorite of his, I think it's, I was very saddened to hear, you know, that he passed when he did because Mm -hmm. I just started liking his music. And I remember seeing him, I snuck into, I was seeing another, I, I was seeing a friend's band and they were playing in the basement of Webster hall and then slug and idea were playing the top half of Webster hall, but I didn't know and when my friend shows ended i kind of snuck upstairs to see their show and they were doing like the end of the uh the end of the night cipher together and it was like super impactful because that's how i discovered i guess idea it was like a cipher of wow. the two of them rapping and then like he died a couple months later and i was really bummed that i didn't actually get to like see him play for real i guess the point is that uh I like <laughs> By the Throat and I think it's just a more realized style of ideas shit cuz he had like a bunch of side projects that were like rock and mm-hmm. I think yeah cuz this is a pretty progressive sound like that was also the thing that
0: really grabbed me it's like damn this sounds this is a really in your face but in a good good way it's
1: very bold yeah the, I think the first two I was like By the Throat and um ENA are both like really good but they kind of dated and they're kind of just like we're doing hip hop and we like doing hip hop and we're good at hip hop. And that's kind of like it was like a little surface level in that way. hmm. And it. It's just like being extremely talented wasn't good enough for me, I guess. I mean, it sounds like harsh or weird, but like that's what just drew me to this album. It was like it was something very different. And it was like exciting to hear that you could do this kind of thing. I don't know. And I think it's even like as a someone who doesn't make music like myself, like I
0: just Just on a, like on a personal level, not only seeing someone that can be this open and transparent in music, but just being this open and transparent, like full stop. It was like, cause there's some, there's some songs on that album that I just remember being like, I've never heard someone describe like a relationship fizzling and like dissolving in such a nuanced way to where it wasn't like this woman is awful and was a horror, you know, like it it was it was so multi-dimensional i just resonated like every word i was like wow that's like the exact like that's i i I rarely hear people say
1: this period like in this way and i'm like damn this is really powerful shit yeah oh man good shit i'm just i have the lyrics in front of me i was trying to find something like super impactful and be like just like this one lyric. there's one song i don't remember the name of the song there's one song
0: where i like it's maybe towards the end of the album. Is there a title track on this? By album? the
1: Throat? The last song? I Is it that one? That's like it, the one I'm thinking of and looking at the lyrics. And there's one be. where he's like, uh, you could <laughs> you could bring a horse to the water, but you can't tell it how to drink or something. Oh, no, you could lead a horse to fresh water, but you can't I actually tell it not to leave or something.
0: Yes. Yes. I actually think that's the song. I think it's the final song where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like getting teared up like Jesus, Dude, this is so real
1: yes i've teared up to this too us ted mosby's are sensitive here <laughs> yeah good album marble bust, clean looking managed and good right. but it's bubblegum and toothpicks it's under the hood the breakthroughs a workaround prototype dysfunctional presentation improvised the whole crew combustible failure is power and connects me with errors of the legends and the lessons that'll test me sisyphean stepladder more to the story context's important the footnotes are boring the devil's in the details the prelude and epilogue producers negligent with egos like demigods
0: very very good album and i do want to transition to another thing that i know you're very passionate about which is video games Mm -hmm. um so you clearly have an affinity for video games you not only released a project with Vinny Vinny video that was a uh, video game themed, but yeah. you also have a video game podcast, Dunce Cast, with Samurai Ban- Banana, yeah, that is part of the Cabbages Network. So clearly, it's a big focal point in your life. Could you tell us more about just your love for video games, why you started the podcast, and like I think something particularly interesting is, is uh, like what the connection you see between video games and hip
1: hop, like how do they connect in your mind? So. I guess a little bit about how I got to video games is just you know I'm a just completely good video game loving guy. Uh, grew up that way with video games and loved them ever since. I think you know as for everybody, they're something to do. They're an escape. They're interactive. I think there's nothing like them. Uh, they're the it's it's the newest form of art I I can think of. You know. Anyway, well, I guess VR stuff, but that's like, whatever. Let's yeah. Not, let's not digress here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, I mean, I love them because they're awesome. And how the podcast came to be was I guess Gary from uh, Cabbages wanted, he hit me up talking about potentially working together on something after I was on a guest spot on his podcast. And that's how that happened. And he just kind of was like, you know, come up with something that you like. You know that you would want to talk about. So, video games is something I like. And Samurai Banana is a great friend of mine, and we've worked together on the uh, album Human Error. He made all the beats, and he DJ's for a lot of uh, my sets when I play. And great fella. Yeah, we talk about video games a lot. So that's how that came to be. And it's funny how you ask about um, the connection. Yes, because that's something I've been trying to think about a little more for doing future episodes. And um, I guess the connection for me, I, 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 you know, specifically, like, I don't I'd have I'm trying to think of it. I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, I think just it's the same thing as like movies is our hip hop our music like i guess music is obviously hip hop but like i don't know that it's especially hip hop i think it's just a part of the culture mm. that people enjoy like the culture meaning like any culture american culture just groups of people and like that uh, there's a Venn diagram with hip hop culture and video games and You know, they've been inspiration for tons of artists to make their own video game inspired albums or like, you know, like Mega Ran or Samus, who are two artists who like, you know, have personalities inspired by that and make music based off of games. And I just I think we're going to see more people in the future talking about video games in a way that's like
0: films right like yeah it's like comic books in a way because like, obviously we all know comic books have had a huge impact and influence with with hip-hop uh, yeah i see a similar thing happening in the future
1: with absolutely you know like there was a lot of artists in the 90s and like even the 80s talking about uh like comic books and making references and shit. but it's like only now do we get these like marvel cinematic universes i just think video games are completely mainstream and like like mostly everyone who's of a younger generation like plays them or has had experience and i just think that will be completely ubiquitous in the future when like gen like you know like boomer generation still they've played video games sure but like in the way that like home consoles are and stuff like mm-hmm. i think it's only going to be more of a you know just a regular thing and more of a reference that people reference so There are hip hop video games, but like in the same way, there's like rock and roll video games. I just think it's like video games rule, so everyone I think can relate to them. And there's, you know, I guess different experiences, but it could be like the world building
0: aspect, like uh, that's with comic books. People talk about that with music and hip hop, like you just create some alternate universe where you're either the character or the rapper or you're just like experiencing whatever they see i think there's definitely kind of similarities there storytelling that's a a common piece that i think would be
1: a pretty would be in the middle of that venn diagram yeah you know i think it's just art and people like communicating and experiencing things and connecting together and it's just the same for hip-hop and the same for video games Mm you know and, and what I feel is related to your love
0: for video games is the video work that you do under your, your imprint uh, Dunn's videos. Um, you have some really incredible creative pieces of work that I've seen and uh, like, that yeah. you created for both your music, but also some other like big time artists that people love like Quelly, Chris, Uncommon, NASA and more. Yeah. Um, could you talk a bit more about what drew you to making like vis- the like the what drew you to the visual side of art creation? And particularly if you feel like it's related to the fact that you love video games. Cause I
1: would feel it might be. I've been, that's super interesting. I've been playing video games. I know we talked about, okay. Since I was a kid and I've also been making videos since I was a kid, pretty much. Um, I always kind of had my hands on the family, like camcorder and goofing around and like filming things and, that grew into, I guess, like making little short sketches and skits in high school. And I studied film in college, and, you know, made like a handful of films, I guess. And then out of college, I was hanging out with my buddy, AB Go Hard, and uh, making he's a, a musician as well. And I guess I just made a bunch of videos for him. And then he was hanging out with people and then they started wanting videos and, you know, just kind of blossomed as well as with people I knew in my own, you know, passings as Dunce Cap, you know, like, oh, you know, it's like I, I get to do videos for myself and they become advertisements to do videos. And I just end up working with different people. So um, the video game aspect is interesting, though, that he's kind of connecting videos with video games and. I'd say I do take influence from video games and videos just like perspectives like literally how you would position a camera and like outside of that I guess um, I haven't thought about that too much.
0: Are you, uh, what are like some of your favorite like movies or types of movies
1: that you usually go to?
0: I just like, like,
1: I think they're all good. (laughs) Um, Like, I know that's a weird answer, but I enjoy like a good. It's not like I always eat spicy food, you know. Sometimes I want something that's like bitter or, or sweet, um, and I think the same way about art in in every way. Uh, so movies. Last night I saw the movie um, the the Northman in theaters, and it was it was awesome, and that's a completely different type of movie than like the weird '80s movie I saw you know Miami connection which is just like a crappy action flick not even Mm. crappy it's just like weird and dated but really entertaining in its own right or the same thing as watching like a random Adam Sandler movie I guess like I have different tastes I like highbrow stuff I like lowbrow stuff but I, I always kind of favor something that's either like that's unique whether it's like really interesting in terms of it being like an original idea or it's shot differently or you know, something that makes it unique. i'm I'm more attracted to things that are interesting and unique than are just like I love mysteries, you know, right like, or whatever mm-hmm. Do you feel
0: like being so deeply
1: involved in the
0: the visual side of creation if it if it uh, influences your music making at all? Like maybe, for example, it helps you or makes you more prone to creating like a vivid story in your music because you kind of have like that
1: visual side to your brain. Like, I don't know. It's just a thought. I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to remember, like, I'm trying to remember a specific moment that I would have had of a song that I remember like writing the song and wanting to do the video immediately kind of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I feel like it's happened before. Actually, you know, well, you know what? Okay. I will say this. I, I, I write all in a lot of different places, uh, as I feel like anyone who writes does. So sometimes you might be at a cafe or like a bar or, you know, just a couch. And I think when I'm writing certain songs, I think of those moments. And I think those kind of moments may come out in music videos that I may have done for myself, or that same image, I try to think of when I'm thinking of ideas for another artist's music video. Um, Like, uh, what have I done to myself? The music video is all in my apartment or the one that I was living in at the time. And like, you know, I was on the couch in that music video, just like laying with my face down at one part. And that's kind of just like, you know, my life. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess for the most part, I don't think that music uh, is like directly influenced by the videos i've made but i guess indirectly it does paint the picture in my head differently which makes me express it differently you know yeah or like what i might get inspired by you know i guess it just comes through the filter that is my experience or whatever i don't know mm-hmm. um
0: so if we get closer to to the present day and this latest release go climb a tree on backwoods i'm curious like how did your relationship
1: with with the backwood backwoods camp first begin so um i met woods and elucid and i guess now prem rock and castro and probably i met all of them in like the like 2014 15 ish Mm -hmm. when i was playing shows uh in new york i'm still here but like um playing shows with the karma kids um which was like a group of rappers uh me googie lieutenant head trip and gruff lion and samurai banana made a lot of the beats and dj'd and that's how i met those guys so i think just over time you know being around them i've done some videos for some people in the camp um uh and i guess it just kind of happened over time you know um so that's how i first knew with them in terms of go climb a tree i had this project and i played a couple songs for woods um and he liked them (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then i asked him to put it out and he thought about it and you know etc and ended up being a go so and on like on the
0: heels of uh Uh, Really the last two years, I would say, particularly for Backwoods and particularly just right now, as it's like very top of mind for many hip hop fans on the heels of Athiopes, the incredible Woods Preservation album. I just feel like the Backwoods stock has never been higher. So like, how does it feel being able to to be a part of like what I feel is going to be a moment in hip hop that people will really remember And how did Backwoods Backwoods help shape this record, if at all? Because I'm not sure the way that you're describing if it was already done and they just put it out or was it kind of a mutual kind of like collaboration in some ways?
1: Um, I guess it was more, I kind of worked on, I did work on it with Hagino and kind of presented it to to Woods. Um, But I have been, we were working on it the past several years, like Miserable then, the the ep that was on backwoods like um you know that had come out so it's like you know we had a relationship and i knew like like fielded's on the project she's Mm -hmm. on backwoods and like there's different collaborators that i knew i wanted to work with um so i think maybe in that way it helped shape the record right um but outside of that you know they allow creativity Mm -hmm. and you know I think it's it's kind of like if it's good and like they want to put it out, then they will, you know, um, not like not that willy nilly. But I think maybe I'm just lucky and, you know, they're they're supportive and just, you know, I, I think it's a good fit for Backwoods. And uh, I'm happy and honored to be putting it out in this time, because like you said, it is like a pretty cool time to be associated with Backwoods. Yeah, and I I, when I spoke to when I spoke to
0: steel Tip dove last year, I think I asked him something like what 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 is the thing that you really like about Backwoods music like gravitates towards you because it is like. It's a label that has put out a a, quite a significant variety of different music like fielded you you mentioned like that's like more um, R&B. Singing primarily, even though this the usual suspects like woods uh wheelie green collab with her of course and what he told me is that it's just like at the end of the day backwards just like values experimentation that's why i feel like you definitely fit right into that to that glove of uh, music because yeah that's what i just think people always come to expect with backwards like you're gonna hear something that's a little different but it'll be i think very um very well presented and like Articulated like I think they like you said they don't just willy nilly put out anything there's a certain standard.
1: Yeah, I know that if i'm thinking of pitching something or that they're you know i'm going to put something out like you know, knowing that miserable then or uh, go Climb a tree was coming out on backwards Then, I definitely want to put my time and efforts into making sure it's good and you know, so maybe that's a real important factor too where it's like having that you know inspires me to do well as well Mm -hmm. and so let's get into this album a bit more
0: here so it's called go climb a tree yeah what what does that (laughs) title mean necessarily because i almost i googled it and i don't think i actually found i thought it might have been like a saying but i actually didn't really get like Mm -hmm. any information off that so like what is the meaning of that title and like why did you pick it for these set of the songs
1: um kind of random i mean go climb a trees you know like uh like go take a hike kind of like go fuck off kind of deal you know like go do a thing away from me and that's like the story is funny it's i wanted to include that as a lyric while this album was being written and i ended up writing that lyric a couple times and instead of changing them across the songs Hajino was just like let's just make the album that so, like that's the silly story of how the album became to be called that and what it means. And I think just saying go climb a tree is like I, I don't curse a lot, you know. I, I try to reserve them for the most impact they could have. So I don't want to like water down my curses. So mm-hmm. I guess I end up accidentally being like wholesome a lot. Um <laughs> and go climb a tree, I think, is just kind of an extension of that mentality a little bit. If anything, you know, like it's like it's almost like the album's like saying like, you know, like it's almost a braggadocious title in a weird way where it's like, hey, go fuck yourself. I'm a cool yeah. guy, but it's like watered down, like go climb. Hey, get out of here, you you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm like directly telling anyone to leave, but. The mentality of just like being strong willed, I guess. It's
0: like kind of being strong willed and like you're and like in how unique you are i think that kind of fits what your music usually goes for i find like you're uniquely whatever introspective uh and goofy whatever yourself and go a tree if you don't if you have a problem right yeah that sounds good yeah i think that sounds good i think we cracked the code here um oh. <laughs> uh but you know so you're obviously a talented producer in your own right like you mentioned you would you'd produce those last couple projects um uh, rappy for Idiots and, uh, and uh, Resting Dunn's Face. Uh, but you linked up with Hajino to produce Go Climb a Tree. Uh, I think his style production, who've actually, it's like really good timing that this release, because I had actually been introduced to him off of uh, the Purple Tape Pedigree release of Lord Queso, More Chores. You did a ton of those beats along with yes. Christy Castro. And that Shout was my introduction. Queso yeah man, yeah props to him really love that record and yeah it was like right around that time when i was listening to this this dropped and i was like damn Hajino again like who is this guy but fuck i really
1: i really like Queso. yeah s- me and him have a song in in lockdown and i want to do more uh and he does too um supposed to go to the studio this weekend tomorrow actually at steel tip Doves and i nice. have to remind uh fucking queso I accidentally forgot to tell him I canceled another session, so he already knows. He said no bad no, no worries. But anyway, yeah, yeah. but okay no, so Keso was fucking great That's all I'm saying. Yeah, very rapper, guy.
0: nice guy. And yeah, and that's so like basically, yeah, that's how I got introduced to Hajino, and then obviously with what he did here. Um yeah, I just think that glitchy style, the the kind of there's like a serene quality even to a lot of these beats too. felt really, really beautiful at times. Like, could you expand a bit on why you, why you chose him to be like your partner in crime for this record? And like, why you guys, why you believe you guys make such a a good, good team?
1: Well, I don't know that I was just like sitting on my leather chair with my, uh, you know, my kitten in my lap stroking and like, hmm, who shall I collaborate with next? You know, I, um, New Hajino from a couple years uh or for a couple years we collaborated on a song on soundcloud uh one day i hit him up because i liked the beat and um we ended up just working on like a couple songs on like an unofficial project on soundcloud that the songs are still there and then after we worked on those like handful of songs we're like hey we should have like a proper release together and that's what go climb a tree you know turned into or turned into go climb a tree. Mm-hmm. Why do we work together good? I don't know. I think uh we're just kind of on the same wavelength sonically a little bit. Um, I am really inspired by his beats. Whenever I hear them, they they connect with me in a way. It's funny because you said they're serene and they're kind of glitchy, and those things attract me as well. It's always, I don't know, just like dope. It's either like beautiful or like just like makes you be like what the fuck is this like what yeah. is this sample right now and then the drums come in you're like oh shit you know like it's just great like oh i'm always in for a good time on some Hajino production it's always just like solid and delivers and at the same time like leaves a lot of room for me to have fun like it inspires me to have i think better writing where i want to like just have fun on it and let loose whereas when I produce for myself, I think that I get a little too in my head and conceptual on a song by song basis. And it's like, Oh, this must be the next opus where it's just like, you know, like another song or whatever. Um, And I feel like I put myself in a box more. Whereas if I'm getting production from like Hajino or, you know, Banana or whoever it is um, I go like, wow, I really want to do good. Like, or like, like a lucid for miserable. Then it's like, I really just want to like do good i want to impress my my partner here and Mm -hmm. do something crazy whereas like i feel like i have to live up to my own standards and it's like actually this is very like therapeutic saying this out loud it's 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 helping me work through this where it's like i guess making albums for myself it's like i'm trying to impress myself or i'm trying to maintain a standard for myself and not fuck up but if i work with someone else i'm trying to impress them so it's like a positive i don't know a positive outlook a positive Mm -hmm. energy going out but for me so you kind of can create yeah. freely more freely with another producer yeah. working with you i have i can bounce off of them and be like hey this is good right and they'd be like yeah that's great whereas for like myself it's like is this good i don't know you know like mm. i don't have anyone to bounce off with
0: yeah i feel like with, with like haji like his his beats often give me like uh i feel like there's like a few different types of like screw faces people make when they listen to hip-hop like the classic just like damn that's just like a great like sample or yeah. dope drum break but his are like the kind of like confusing You're like, what <laughs> the fuck those are my favorite this? but those yeah those are sometimes my absolute favorite where i'm like this doesn't make sense but damn what the fuck this is ill uh and he does a lot of that he does a lot of that in general but on this album like we really love how it flows yeah, I just think it's like really fun, but also just like has a lot of like I love how like multifaceted is basically because there's a lot of like really fun goofy tracks there's some introspective ones and. Like the one that I, I think it's just rich Jones on it, but uh, idiosyncratic that yeah that one is like yeah first of all Rich Jones like he's going to be on the show, I think, in June. Oh hey not early July, but he is. He's really turning into a weapon when it comes to his like singing and his like hooks because like, fuck, that song is just like,
1: uh,
0: yeah, his singing is incredible. You can go to heaven straight up like, yeah. And, you know, I just an love how like blessing.
1: Different, yeah, I love the different elements that this album brings. It's just very impressive. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, Hajino is awesome. And uh, I'm so happy to have worked with such talented collaborators that could really even bring out things in that music that I couldn't. And I think it turned out all special, you know. I'm excited to work together again. You know, that's that's definitely in the plans to start chipping away at a new project together. That's dope. Yeah, and you do have like a lot of great collaborators. You have fielded as we mentioned
0: earlier. We have Rich, uh we have you have uh, Akai Solo really mm-hmm. delivered. Um Thank you. Quelle, of course, like always delivers what's different. And you've worked with Quelle like I think three times now? Different projects, um, uh different on different projects. I think he's like at three features now, two.
1: He, yeah, he's been on let's see, he he was on um he was on wrapping us for idiots. I think right? he's on yeah. resting dunce face, too. He's on resting dunce face, he's on miserable then and this one. That's four.
0: oh that's four. Damn. Yeah, you guys make a perfect like that. Makes sense. When I think of Quelle, I do think like you guys are like not two peas in a pod, but you guys have similar what like
1: vibes. In he's great he's music. the greatest guy ever wonderful friend like genuinely great guy we're we are we went to the arcade recently i've when, he lives near my sister so i visited my sister and i hit him up and then we ended up just like playing you know like when you go to the arcade and you shoot things like the guns we played like a lot of those it was really fun
0: nice nice yeah.
1: and so what has it been your
0: what's been your takeaway from the reception that this album received because from what I've seen, it's been like a, a big hit. A lot of people have been really, really enjoying it, talking about it. Did it surprise you? Like how how did it make you feel?
1: Uh, it's so I'm honored to have received the big hit. I don't think it's I'm just I want everyone to hear, it. you know, so I'm staying humble, I guess. So it's nice to hear big hit. Thank you. But in, I think in all reality, you know, there's so many more people that I think should listen to this and so my reception is i guess beating myself up about it (laughs) and um yeah i just that is it you know i just want more i want more people to hear it and i think it's good and it's been you know cooking for a while so um i just want people to see these three music videos and listen to the album and get churning on the next one i'm already starting to work on the next project so hopefully uh people will like the next one too, but for now they should be listening to go climb a tree. Yeah. I think because it's, especially cause it's on backwards. I feel like we, we talked about earlier,
0: like they're like the whole stock with all that camp is growing. So I feel like the more that continues, the more people are going to keep digging to everything that has dropped. In, yeah. Uh, the backwards. So I hope that also helps people gravitate to your music eventually. But yeah, like from what I've heard a lot of the people like,
1: correspond with like they've been really really high on this album. Hey, that's wonderful to hear. It was fun, fun making it. And I Mm -hmm. I'm happy that people are liking it because it feels good to be liked.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so like let's talk about some of these like upcoming projects that you have uh
1: sure coming up. Um well you know I won't talk about there's a couple that are like so like loose enough that I shouldn't bring up but like uh there's a couple like out of those you know there's just like a couple collaborators or some people i've been working with that were like well i guess okay i'm not saying anything one of them is like the loose hajino sequel project that you know is literally not started so there's that don't look out for that yet because it, it didn't happen <laughs> um another uh, i was working on maybe another Project with banana. We've been talking about that, but again, that's like not happened really yet. That's on, That's on me. I need to write to some of the beats he's already given me. Um, I think the next thing that you're realistically going to see from me is uh, this next album that I'm already working on. Um, I said, I did a track with Queso, Queso. That's like what, I, what that's going towards is this something nope. that you're producing the majority of it, all of it, or is it like another working collab with another producer? It's mostly me, uh, okay. with a couple beats from other people, which I've actually never done before. I'm pretty much like an all one or other guy. Right, right. That's true. Um, so this is literally the first time I've ever done that. Um, is and it challenging
0: like... to like has it been challenging? I know you're not done the album, but as, is it challenging so far to do that whole thing because you kind of have to now do some maneuvering to make it kind of flow properly where it's not all coming from one person.
1: I think it's actually awesome Um, because in the same way that I might have a collaborator like I can go climb a tree right it's like I can't sing as good as Fielded does or as good as Rich does so having them on it like they produce a thing vocally that I could never do but it's like in the Ballpark of the style that you know I I put out. Mm-hmm. So taking that same concept and applying it to production only, it's like, okay, cool. Like here's a bunch of beats that Duncecat makes, and they're one type of style. Duncecat might also sound good over this slightly tangential style that he couldn't do. Like, I can't make a Hagino beat, you know, right? I could only make Duncecat beats. So it's like, why not have a Duncecat beat next to a Hagino beat on an album? Or like you know but with other producers too mm-hmm. so right. i think that it's actually hasn't been hard to answer your question it's been exciting um most of the time i just like anytime i make a beat and i like it i'm like oh needs to go on the project um but there's been like a couple loose songs that uh, i've done with other people banana is one of them you know i'll I'll say it. i'll leak the info um so it, it's cool to just have like a banana beat because i could never make a samurai banana beat And it just like emits this sound and brings out this type of dunce cap that I get when I work on him, you know. As much as it's a beat and his own sound, working with him brings out a type of me that I wouldn't normally get on my own Mm -hmm. songs if I produce them myself. So I think it is a powerful weapon to work with many producers if to to get, you know, a particular sound. That being said, I think it's really cool to do your own or to really work with one other producer too. This is just something I'm kind of jazzed on at the moment. It's dope, man. I'm excited for this uh, upcoming
0: record. And thank you so much for for coming on, man. I I really enjoyed kind of like getting to know you personally. Yeah, it's been a blast. (laughs) I'm really excited to just kind of see you continue to go from here. I think a lot of people, like I said, the reception is positive. A lot of those people... From my experience, for people that hadn't heard you prior to this album, oh, yeah. so that's a that's a good sign. So that means they're gonna go look back at your other records and and further kind of go down the Dunce Cap uh, rabbit hole. Hey, the Dunce Cap
1: rabbit hole coming soon. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me, and that's super nice to hear. I'm happy that um, things are going good. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace. Front foot lined up, out of breath, try good, great, got it, not like Tony Hawk, I can't 900, matter of fact, I can't squat that long, that kid over there is making me feel old, go home, hit the shower, beer store, I don't wanna feel more, not true, need a holiday, yeah, maybe breathe more. Social interaction too A hello can make me backflip A friend could make me learn the flute A wink could make me floor the roof All vaguely sorta true Tasty like a crescent moon Or bakery making vegetables Chicken that is feeling cooped scooby dooby dooby Do. I do not give a fuck I can tell you really do
0: So there we have it Another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast Presented by QLC TV I hope this episode gave you some New perspectives and insights into... What the greatest art form known to man in hip hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug Podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website, and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Mitch, Dash, Lewis, Pancake Cleaner, Trey, Noah, Justin, Brandon, Joe, Gavin, Matt, Teddy Faley, Jackson, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.